Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hello and welcome to the Five Year Plan podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's a very <laughs> short one. Uh, sponsored by Vector Printing. For your printing board, we need to go to Vector.co.uk. Is Vector with them? Okay. And JCIS, the Global Research and Brand Consultancy. No, it's not. It's JC <laughs> and Associates, the Global Research and Brand Consultancy from South London. Visit jcassociateslondon.com. I will. Oh, nicely done. If I can find it after you've <laughs> described it that way. <laughs> if I can get the I'll Google it after 87 <laughs> rebrands. Out of sales? Hello. How are you? Glad all over. <laughs> Kevin Day? Uh, less so. Glad, just not glad half over? Just not well, a little I, bit? Because before we start, <laughs> as, as we're back in my house now this week, temporarily, yeah. we'll lay some ground rules. And I'm, I'm aware that I'm considered the most emotional out of the, the people who do the pod. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of that. But I can't believe that. All I'm saying is I'm not looking in any particular direction, but if anybody uses the expression, we were in the game... Or the stats show, <laughs> oh. I won't be responsible for my actions. Okay. I prepared you a nice few stats, actually. Do we need to put him in a cage then before yeah. I tell him? Because that was. I uh, feel like I'm chairing a Brexit Remain versus Leave debate. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's just I do try and be sensible and mature about these things, but I reserve the right not to be sensible and mature <laughs> when, we, <laughs> when, we play, when we play like that against. Well, I have to when say. When we reserve our second worst performance of the season after our first worst performance of the season away at Brighton, we reserve our. 
Second worst one at home to Brighton. I have to say, Kevin, we do have a lot of questions which would echo how you're feeling only as are, well. Only read out those Emotional questions. Emotional Palace fans <laughs> only losing read the, to Brighton. Who and knew? It, <laughs> if there's anyone remotely sensible says it's only a game, we'll still set up. Ignore those questions. Right. And just there are, there are, but there are a few people that are, that are... I'll get to those as well. We've got very balanced... You can, you can answer those personally. Listeners. In the meantime, my, <laughs> my house, my house. I'm actually... Exactly <laughs> right. Kev's house. Kev, I'm actually slightly <laughs> concerned that I'll be dismissed and removed from the premises by the end of the podcast. He's out. <laughs> for giving him a few facts and stuff. That well, <laughs> listen... I, one thing I want to get. No, I've had enough facts. Andy Street has just been bombarding me with that little wind-up merchant. <laughs> you can't believe his facts. No, this is why I just respond with a little fish on the hook every time he sends <laughs> these things to me. Plus, I can't afford his hourly rate, so no one can. Um, can I? Uh, I want to get onto. We've got a lot of questions about home form, which I want to get onto. But before we do that, well, Kevin, I've, got, I've got a stat for you later on home form. I'm looking forward to it. Good. So, Elsie and I spoke on the post-match pod. I'll free the pod, no, sorry, yeah, yeah. no doubt you've already listened um, our special guest, um, yeah. with our very special guest Clinton Morrison absolute yeah. legend um, which is available at patreon.com um, and we went over a few of the, the incidents in the game so I just want to put them to you as well and, and essentially well essentially it's one, well, one first, incident first of all I don't care that he should have been sent off okay yeah he should but have he should that, have that, was, that was a red card most referees if it had been the other in, in, in such in the first minute of a game of that that's you know that he would have spoken to the referee's assessor beforehand. He would have spoken to Mike Riley in a week beforehand. They would have said, and I'm first of all I'm surprised by the way Craig Porson's refereeing us so soon after a mediocre well, he's performance. the what is he? he's the VAR ref right on Saturday. Is okay. that right? I think. Well, and, and Kevin Friend is the referee. He was. We doubled. It's only three home games since the West Ham game, and it was two since he was very poor. Yeah, so it's unusual for them to play. So yeah, but they would have spoken about the intensity of this game and the fact that it's a rivalry, you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So. They would have said, look, uh, you know, the first five minutes they were going to let things go. Yeah. And they pretty much did. But the fact that he was still on the pitch doesn't explain the shocking defending by Van Arnholt to give him the time and space to, you know, a, a, a fine finish. I'm sure I haven't watched it again since, since my obstructed view in the halfway. I don't care how far out it was. <laughs> but right. in, in the 70 minutes between him, should have been sending it off and the scoring that goal. We should have been treating up against one of the poorest Premier League teams I've seen this season so there are there are bigger problems here than and, and Palace fans just who shouldn't have been on the pitch were right but that's the least that's the, the the smallest reason why we didn't win that game on Saturday do you not do you think if he hadn't been on there that the game would have been different or do you, you think can't it's tell the same old you kind can't of tell. You, it's impossible you can't tell you need a TARDIS to sort that out you can't no, tell can, with Palace I can, at home. I can categorically state if he hadn't been on there he wouldn't have scored yeah that's true I think that's how does that right work on. wow thanks for that insight Chelsea. there you that's go it. I'm of the heart he's of the mind so he's he's, he's working <laughs> well, ahead of, yeah. neither yeah I, it was to be, I mean Kerry Paulson didn't have a bad game apart from that and it's and, and and also I have to say during the game when we were watching that straight after kickoff. It was only when you start getting texts and from friends who were watching it at home yeah. who go, "That was a red card tackle." But yeah, I'm fairly certain if Lou. But I've, what annoyed me about that is it seemed to intimidate Palace that tackle early on. We seemed to be physically intimidated early on. It's one of those games we've talked about it before. It's where you kind of want a Delaney or a Jednak to just sort of step up and get in the ref's face or get in their face or just do something. But we were just all the things we talked about in the last pod mm. about. We know we know who the f- starting centre midfield player should be, uh, and then if Schlupp's the one on top of that, that I, that doesn't bother me. Yeah. If MacArthur's the one on top of that, that doesn't bother me. But Schlupp and MacArthur, that was just mystifying to me. And I know people say, well, we've always done so well recently. We're mid-table. That doesn't give you the right to criticise. You have to pray. We praise a lot on this pod, 
and I, I reserve the right to criticise when the performance is that poor. And I, re- I genuinely do, and I hate it. I was, I was so angry afterwards because they weren't, Brighton simply weren't a good team. So you'd, you'd have gone, and we think we did this on the post pod as well, you'd have gone Chiarte after we, his performance I, at Burnley I don't think alongside Luca. I don't think you'll meet, you'll meet very few Palace fans, and Chelsea included in this, you'll meet very few Palace fans who don't think that your, your first choice centre midfield players are Chiarte and Luca. Simple I as agree. That. Yeah, thank yeah. you. But then... If Schlupp wouldn't be my choice but I wouldn't be bothered if, if Schlupp was the choice on top of that but Schlupp and McArthur are the same player they're both left-sided players they both want to drift left and it wasn't they, they closed down Wilf and Townsend so easily so well so it wasn't working on the flanks it was crying out for someone to do something in the middle which is either Kiati mm. or it's Max Mayer so, but we go round and round. We're like headless chickens. We have the same conversation every every pod we do it's like so many people said Mayer was the wrong choice away at Burnley we won he was the right choice away at Brighton. We lost. So you don't know what the right answer is, but that that wasn't. Well, the it's uh, I mean, yeah. so it did feel like that was. A, I thought Kiate was possibly injured then when the teams came out, and, and obviously he wasn't. It was a slightly bizarre choice, given how good he was up at Burnley. Yeah, I mean, I you know what I'd say, and I'm with that. But I think you know, bizarre might be a bit harsh because there are sort of conundrums in there. You know. I think those two, as Kev says, are the two that most people would definitely stand by. Kiyate gives you presence. He 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 can carry the ball. He's got power. Mm. You know, I I don't. I would have thought also in a derby game that perhaps yeah. would suit him a little yeah, bit more agree, in that yeah. respect. But it wasn't really a blood and thunder derby game. I wouldn't suggest, and I think that's probably because. The, the level of the players involved it's a you know a very technical game the Premier League now so there weren't too many big tackles flying around we, we obviously talked about the one the sending off I, and I said well, to you on they, Saturday they were tackling I, they had I, five yellow cards we I, had one so they were tackling yeah but that's because we had better players Kevin well, and that's what they had to do you know so in a, I did say to you last week on the podcast a derby game is dangerous right and all these things can go out of the window yeah and to a degree, you know, we were less fluent. I, I yeah. thought we were the better team, hands down. And, you know, I, I've I've talked to people on the one of my pals who's on the coaching staff there. You know, they weren't. He said to to me that you know we had more of the ball, and you know they had you know Lady Luck shined on them really, and things worked. I mean, Chris Hutton said after the game, after Palace equalised, he basically would have snatched your hand off for a point because he thought there'd only be one winner and they ended up with the result. And that's, you know, a wonder goal and a mistake. And that's everything that, uh, that that happened. And we found it very difficult with the bodies behind the ball. And they sort of uh, did to Palace what Palace do to a lot of other teams on a pretty regular basis away from home. Which is frustrating and it's something that we've talked about. I think we're better. That's the, my, my, my disagreement with that is that they're not as good as we are away from home. We're, we're a better team now. We've got better players, but they were they, sim- yeah. they simply weren't that good on Saturday. That's the frustrating thing. I understand that Lady Luck. They had three shots and goal. Two of them, yeah, one of them, Tompkins, who's simply not as good without Sacco as Dan simply doesn't seem to be without Sacco. And I know this is something Chelsea's talked about week in week out about how good Sacco we is. We missed and his, his and ability his, his, to his bring abs- the ball out, and thread yeah, the ball, didn't we? His of absence and and. 
people were blaming Gaeta for the first goal, but Gaeta was where he should have been. With Tompkins was just nodding oh. it back, so Gaeta was not a fault for the. No, possibly, it's a great finish. It's a great. It is a yeah. great finish. Possibly too far of his line for the second goal, but the fact is that no. Brighton were a, a poor team, and we didn't have the nous either off the pitch or on the pitch to change the way we were playing to counter them. That's what frustrates me when. When it was so clear that they were stopping us having any joy down the flanks, but there was that space in the middle, we'll exploit that space in the middle, but we couldn't because Schlupp and MacArthur automatically tend to drift to either side. And we had that spell that led to the penalty of good possession football. And then after that, like most people, I think we all thought, well, that will settle us down. But we didn't seem to know what to do. And we can't... We, we're not the sort of team that can just knock the ball about in midfield because other teams will say, fine, do that for the whole game. You can do that for 90 minutes. We need somebody to come on and carry it, simple as that, or just start hitting long balls. That would, but, well, two, those two things, Roy tried to do both together and that's where I think it didn't work, but, yeah. actually, because he either had to bring Max Meyer on, but my concern was if we couldn't play through them, would we get him the ball? Because he's not a deep-line midfield player. Would we get him the ball and, and get him on it? Or otherwise, you have to go over the top of them into Benteke and play off him. You know, this sort of, you know, play up, back, through and, and work your way that way. That that And and that's what target men are there for, to a degree. But playing through, but how many, from about 15 minutes in, you could see Batshuayi was just throwing his hands up because he's he's got, he's, he's on the half turn all the time with his against a central defender and he's never getting the ball to him. No, all but he, we, he couldn't, the ball we couldn't get through that. That because barrier, of, could we? Yeah, because the players we had couldn't do it. But Mayer could do that. Kuyaki yeah, but could, could, we didn't yeah, have but any Kevin, My point being, would Mayer be beyond that? Is what I'm saying to him. So. Would we yeah. have actually got him the ball? Is what I I'm think saying so. Yeah. Well, well, would would would, it, would the ball still not have, have have made it through that? That Mayer likes to get between the lines. We couldn't break the lines. I you know, feel, was, I, I feel like after sort of talking about Mayer a lot and him having opportunities. I, and again, I know I've been critical of him on this podcast. I actually feel like. There's almost nothing to lose with that game on Saturday, and maybe he should but just we, should have started the, or come on at half the, time the, and just gone for it. Whatever. Because by the time he came on, it was about 15 minutes. The thing left. is, whatever the personnel, uh, um, again, I'm, I'm not as anti schlup as some people in the pub seem to think I am. It's like, again, if it was Coyote and Luca plus Schlupp, I wouldn't. it wouldn't bother me at all. I would understand why he'd pick Schlupp. But whatever the personnel, we, and, and, and Endicott put it very eloquently last week in the pod, we're at home. Let's get on the front. We didn't do that. We didn't get on the front foot at any stage. We didn't we did start the second half. We started playing the way we should have done in the start of the first half. It's, and it's really frustrating. People say, oh, it's 12.30 kickoff, this, this, that and the other. We're playing Brighton. Yeah, but Kev, we, yeah. we did try. I mean, the, I'm not, saying, I'm I'm not suggesting for that we did I'm not going to make excuses in the sense that they made it very difficult for us. And you play as good as the other team let you to a point. And when we played at Manchester City... We restricted them to five attempts on target in 90 minutes and we had three and we beat them 3-2. And on Saturday, up until the first goal, and and it's very typical because the guy, I'm in the director, the bloke sitting next to me, he's perfectly happy for the first 20 minutes because Guaito hasn't even touched the ball. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's getting it out the net and suddenly everybody's atrocious. And then I hear all this generic usual, we're not up for it, they want it more than us. We didn't do this. Why do we let ourselves down in these games? I don't see any of that, and I don't believe any of that. You know, I really don't. Is it, it's is it it's a real cheap shot to say they're gutless, they're spineless because we lost to Brighton and Ovary. Exactly. And had right. it, if, if Saturday's game had been Bournemouth or yeah. someone like that, they would. No, we've it said, might so, not have we've been said the same. So we've won three home games all season, 
It's, it's not enough to say we're better than these teams if they stop us playing in, in one game or another. We've won three home games all season. Kev, I'm going to tell you something now because I've looked at all this stuff because I think, yeah, we've won three games. We've only got 13 points at home and 20 points away. So there must be a reason why that happens. And I've gone through the whole 15 home games and the whole 15 away games. And do you realise in the home games, we have nearly 60% more attempts at the goal than we do in the away matches 60% more we've had 154 attempts at the goal in 15 away matches and 246 in 15 home matches that sounds like one of Streety's expected goals it's like we've got 13 points is the important thing well again you talk about Hmm. stats and expected goals that is right the important but you know people will say that that this isn't right and Roy's underachieving and all that Roy hasn't had proper strikers to call on until the end of the transfer window. And Roy's output in points since the transfer window closed has been double the output that we had in the first part of the season up to the transfer window closing. So we've gone from 0.88 to 1.66 in the last six games since the transfer window closed. Multiply the 1.66 by 30 games, we'd be seventh in the Premier League. Well, now. That's like having Streety back. But we're, no, not, no. But we're not, though, are we? That's <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're not. not. We're, we're not. not. But, but, but the expected goals tell you that we should be. So, all this stuff about we can't play at home, we're no good at home, we can play at home, we create lots of chances. We, we haven't been clinical at well, home. Can we tell the Premier League that then so they can adjust <laughs> the league? Because it's not just Roy. The thing is, I mean, this is my stat. Since we got promoted in 2013, we've lost 49.9% of our home games. Yeah. Right? We've lost half of our home games. Yeah. And I know it's like people say, well, we're a struggling team, blah, blah, blah. Other teams, other, other teams they live on their home form. We've been, we've been incredibly lucky that away from home, we're picking it. And, and no, you it, can't say that. That's not fair. All right, you can't, been, you been, can't condemn us for our home no, form no, all right. and say we were lucky. Not lucky, but we we've, been, we've, lived, we've lived on our away form. Yes. Yeah. But that's, that eventually, that, that will change. It's the the, way the the home form has got to change because eventually we we're not going to win because teams will see through us away from home as well. Do you feel it's not good? We've we've talking about this the being better since we've had essentially a striker up front who can score goals. Does that make you feel well, more no, confident? How many goals has he scored? He didn't get the ball on Saturday. No, but since we've had yeah. he Sacco Benteke Wickham back, we've suddenly which is essentially from the Fulham home game, we've picked up ten points out of eighteen. Since we've had those people, yeah, and we'll quite possibly pick upon. up twelve points out of our last and, and stay up comfortably. But at the moment, and also the other thing as well, in the first time this weekend, I, I don't think you can overestimate the, the the economics of the home form as well. Because suddenly people, when it didn't yeah. help with the timing of the season, yeah. people are talking about like, it's costing them one hundred and thirty quid each home win, yeah. and that's kind of that's, that's yeah they expect it's and it's it, on the one hand everyone talks about oh, the Palace fans are fantastic, home support is fantastic, atmosphere is great. Well, something needs to be done then, and I don't know what the answer is. But there's well, no, there's no point Chelsea or Streety saying, "Well, if you look at this, that, that, the other." We've lost, three, we've lost, we've won three games at home this season. Yeah, yeah. we haven't, we haven't, had, not, a, we haven't yeah. had a striker for the most part of the season. Well, we haven't away from home either, but we've won, so we, we're we're both right and we're both wrong. <laughs> but Kev, there's <laughs> a know. difference between playing at home and away in the sense that well, there is, but it's that, still... that probably those attempts at the goal, if you think about it, you know, just outside the box for a minute those attempts at the goal at home like we had on Saturday with Brighton they've got everybody behind the ball they're blocking blocking throwing mm. themselves across the when you get it away from home there's less likely to be so many players behind uh, the ball I've seen a so lot the of opportunities are, I understand. are possibly greater I understand in that the respect. logic I've seen yeah. a lot of football games but it's still 
it, it's, it's still something that needs to be done about. And also the fact is, it does matter that it's Brighton. It's it's like it you, does you, to you. It don't to me. Well, it does to me, but it does. It's like it, it it matters when you walk away to West Ham when you should have won in your day. But it matters more because it's Brighton. Of course, it does. And it's like you. Got, I don't go into the game against Huddersfield. People talk about well, we'll definitely get three points home to Huddersfield. No, we won't. We'll be playing a team that's probably relegated by then. That we play without any fear. You can't. And the trouble is with each home game that you lose, the players go on the pitch not expecting to win. Well, it, it does. I guess it does sometimes become this kind of self fulfilling. Prophecy. Prophecy. Yeah. But let, can I give you some suggestions from our listeners about the home form? Because I had a lot of questions about this home form. Well, <laughs> we'll That's see. the whole idea of good argument, Kev. Three points is yeah. at stake when we play Huddersfield or Brighton. The other, way, the other way to argue, well, which my wife taught me, is argument weak here, shout loudly. <laughs> like that. Good. Um, that's almost, that should be the pod's motto. Okay, James Edmonston. Hi, James. Says, should we let the away team use our dressing room at Sellhurst with make yourselves at home signs for the away fans? Well, the away dressing room is horrible, isn't it? It's is small, it's isn't it? Well, ours is small, but ours at least is twice Well, ours got opened up. Yeah. It's an L-shape now. Pardew opened ours up, I think, a little bit. L-shape now. He had to have his own dressing room with mirrors on every... Yeah, there's more There's more faux leather Every door. There's more faux leather in our dressing room now. The chandeliers are incredible. Right. The less of that. I'm sorry. Roy's put a few books in. Yeah. Russian literature in the corner. Daniel Babington-Brown. Hi, Daniel. What a name. Great says, name. Um, jokes aside, who's up for selling Selhurst Park and just playing all of our games away from home now on? I wonder how much we'd get for it. Well, Sainsbury's probably would like to expand yeah. the veg yeah. offering and that, so they could be up for it, couldn't yeah. they? Yeah, I mean, Spurs played most of their games away from home start of the season, didn't they? So Maybe we should move to Wembley, yeah. that's the answer. <laughs> Maybe we should move to Wembley. Yeah, just once a season at Wembley is not enough. We need, <laughs> to, play, we need to play four or five times. Sam Wiggington has got a I Wiggington has got an excellent, I'll say excellent, uh, a left field suggestion. Has what, it, more left field than selling Sellers Park and playing all our games <laughs> somewhere else? Is that, that is extremely yeah. left field. Yeah. Yeah. Swapping, swapping dressing rooms is a good idea, but not particularly left field. Selling Sellers Park, <laughs> quite left field. So this one's going to be... Sam says, has there ever been a team who has had separate managers for home and away games? <laughs> that is left field. That's not... It's like NFL where they have attack and defence yeah. coaches. Has, has he got any other suggested yeah. candidates? No. He, well, he said, if not, who should we get to do our home games? <laughs> that's, 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 that's a great Pet Guardiola would be good. Guardiola be great, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'd be all right, yeah. He's classy. I just realised. You know, one of those things when you're watching the game last night and you suddenly, you go, know, he's cool, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, well, yeah. I've not realised that before. Uh, he's no party, but he is pretty yeah, good. And you, you know uh, the coach he most respects in the Premier League, don't you, Kevin? Yeah, I do. Is it Royston? Could yeah. be. Because <laughs> he's not seen us play at Sellers Park. He's. Pep's busy on Saturdays. He has. He couldn't score there <laughs> yeah. last season. First That's team, that he, yeah. first team to yeah, start. Yeah, we could. Right? We could end up this season being the only league team to do the double over Man City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. so well, that means we've got to beat them at home, Kev. Yeah. Still, even if we were the only, team, only league team to win at the Etihad, that's pretty cool, isn't well, it? Well, the thing is, there are thousands of people listening to this now going, well, we'll lose against Palace, we'll beat Man City, because that's Palace way. It's typical, is it typical, typical Palace? Palace. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> what, that's Laurie, isn't it? What was your stat going to be? <laughs> I don't have a stat. I oh, you said like you, we could be the first team to who win at the Etihad this season. Yeah, well, oh, the that only team it. that's won any points, yeah. they haven't even drawn a game there, have they? No, they lost the first game of the season. One defeat to us, didn't they? No, you mean the Emirates, do you mean? No, they had. I would be the only team to win that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the league, because Leon won there in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. We've got a few more (laughs) questions on this. I thought there might be a few this week. Uh, Farmer Giles. Hi, Farmer Farmer Giles. (laughs) (laughs) It must be painful this week. (laughs) 
He does. He, he is a, re- he's a regular. He's a regular. You've been sitting on that joke all week, JD. I you? actually don't know what he does. Like, so I'm, I'm going to very it's, quickly move on. It's rhyming. Slang. Now that you've referenced it, it's, it's yeah. rhyming slang for piles for those. <laughs> right. Okay. I know they don't have rhyming slang in Hertfordshire, but. Akosh, that one's for you. Oh, sorry, Buckinghamshire. I beg your pardon. Sorry. You're going to slack me off. Well, <laughs> Edenbridge rhyming slang. Yes. Right. Anyway, it says, um, is our fans' level of support detrimental to our success at home? Not sure how that would work. Well, I, it's an interesting... I, I think I understand what he's getting. I mean, it's an interesting question, is it? When the fact is that we arguably do have the best home support. Yeah, We've got a magnificent home and away support, yeah. It, it's not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was a pressurised environment, particularly. I don't think the fans are really impatient at Palace with the, with the home form. I think they support the team. They get disappointed, of course, when we get beaten. But if you go, if you compare it to somewhere like Goodison Park, yeah, they when they're yeah. winning, well, the yeah. fans are incredible. It's a great noise. It's very partisan. Very difficult to play there. But when they're losing. I think that can be a pretty uncomfortable arena that for a home player. Leicester's the same. Because they really well. turn mm. on them quite quickly. Leicester is the same. I think actually. I think the yeah, I think that possibly what you might be I think the the players are aware of the home form and not wanting to let and that must play on their mind a little before they come out. But I think Palace fans I mean there was a smattering of booze on Saturday, which that's not surprising. Mm. Well, I think Palace fans have been remarkably patient. Yeah, it's been for five years. This year. oh, yeah, but for five, yeah. Well, I think the first two or three years you're still living on the adrenaline of being in the Premier yeah, League, but yeah. something's kind of got to change with the home form because otherwise we'll never shake off this. We're staying in the Premier League rather than we belong yeah. in the Premier League because as each season goes by, we don't look. We still look like a team that's. It's frustrating not quite going back yet. to the stats earlier that obviously you know to use the XG again. I know Andy's not here. Um, that really. Our performances over the course of the season suggest that we should be not even considering relegation. We should be in top eight, and actually, and which is the thing is somewhere where everyone would be feeling comfortable and feeling well, happy about. Won, if we'd won, if we had five more points at home, we'd be feeling yeah that way. But the, but the, it's, it's, the, the but thing if, is, Kev, we I think we're looking for something that perhaps isn't there. When I as I said to you, when I had a quick look and did a little bit of homework, there wasn't really a pattern in any of it. There's not really our average possession at home this season in in 15 games 51% and our average possession in away games 43%. Yeah. It's not 30% or 25%, you know, it's not a well, I, huge difference. What the big difference in the attempts at goal was <clears throat> from the 242 at home um on target uh there was probably only 10% more on target considering there was nearly a uh, 100 more attempts so you know that that, and I do think the lack of a, a proper striker throughout yeah. the season has hampered us really. yeah, I understand yeah. what, and I, I, this is what I say to Streety before I was dragged off him in the Paulsons on Saturday <laughs> was that uh, bad was it no it was but it's, I understand the stats I understand yeah, that yeah. but when you're walking away from losing to Brighton yeah. at home it's difficult to console yourself with yeah. the fact oh, we had two hundred percent this. We had no correct because it's yeah. an emotional game. And it's like, an of course, game, and the, the stat that the stat that most Palace fans are interested in is, is we've only won three home games. It was Brighton two, Palace well, one. That's, that's, well, that's exactly it. But yeah, but Kev, the reality yeah. is 
the better you play, the more possession you have, the more chances you create, the more chance you've got of winning. doesn't always apply. You can have 20 shots in 30 shots on target. They can hit one from 30 yards, hit someone's arse and goes in and you lose. Yeah, again, the best team doesn't always win. But I don't think the team that scores the most goals is the team that wins football matches. I, I, well, I quite agree, but we didn't look like doing it. Again, you can talk about stats and possession. We didn't play well from the kickoff on. So no, we, but we, we had... Oh, yeah, we Something like five times, four times as many goal attempts. Yeah, but that a lot doesn't. More but that's still that's that's almost by the by in a way because we we deserve to lose to a poor team. We didn't deserve to lose. We did. No we chance. didn't. We were no the better chance. team. We that's your we, emotion talking again. I know football's an emotional not, game, but you've got to see it in context. The, no, but having the ball, having more of the ball than them in the centre circle for ninety minutes doesn't mean you were a better team. No, than but we didn't. We didn't have more of the ball in the centre circle. We didn't have much of it elsewhere. They had five touches in our penalty area. How many? How many saves? their keeper mate not too many how many actual there saves a few how many shots on target listen I agree so how many, we want to talk about stats how many, how many shots they? on target how many, uh, yeah. one more than they did I think well, the, All right, well, we have been over this to be fair at the start of part one and I was going to say in there Kevin that I think with games like this you'd almost take not having as many shots not having the possession and sneaking the win because like you say yeah, the stat that people care about is that final stat but the bigger picture seems to suggest that we're not that far off where we should be and we're not obviously well, what the, tanking. Well, what do the stats say about PV? The, the stats would probably say PV had a really good game. Should well, be in the we've got, do you know what? I, I would, I probably not, and I've got questions about that, which we're going to come to in part two, which I think we're going to go to now, <laughs> so everyone can have a cup of tea and a breather. Uh, and in part two, we're going to have uh, your... I need, to, I need to go back to my corner and have my corner man put the iron over my eye, squirt some water on my face and towel me down a little bit, so I'm ready for the No pain, no gain. Two, yeah, exactly. No pain, no gain. Anyway. Ding, okay. ding, end the round one. We'll see you in part two. Welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey. Pod two eighty three. My word. Uh, sponsored by Vector Printing for your print embroidery needs. Go to Vector Cody Case. Okay. And JCI JC and Associates <laughs> nearly. Uh, the global ra- branding research from South London. Visit jcassociateslondon.com. I will. Oh, if right. I can yeah. find them. Yeah. I think he also oh, I, think, John. I think he's rebranded it worse, isn't he? <laughs> I, so I, great, it really trips off, really really off the tongue before, didn't yeah, it, JCI? Because we're used to saying it so often. This <coughs> You've is probably four weeks now, you're still I, not used to it. I nearly, I was very close on that one. This is probably a stronger rebranding, but just not for me because I'm used to saying JCIS. Um, right, we've got questions from our listeners. Before we do that, this afternoon, the latest England squad was announced. And a lot of people, Palace and not Palace, wondering why Aaron ben- Wan-Bissaka wasn't in the squad. The right-backs he's taken are Carl Walker... Trippier. Uh, Trippier and Trent Alexander-Arnold. Mm. We keep getting stats, Kevin, about the wan made the most tackles in all of mm. Europe's top five divisions and he's the most on-formed defender. Taking away our Palace hat and our, in our red and blue rose-tinted glasses, he probably should have been in there, shouldn't he? Well, obviously, we see a lot more of him than other fans do and probably, I don't know how often Southgate's watched him, but right-back's an area in which England have reasonably well suited I still would argue he's better than Alexander-Arnold and Trippier I understand Southgate wants to be loyal to the to the squad that got us the semi-finals of the World Cup mm-hmm. but my argument would be is Aaron Wan-Bissaka not better than Declan Rice you can't compare position for position but yeah he is he deserves to be in the England squad I'm slightly 
mystified. I think maybe there's a, a psychological element with Southgate is he doesn't want to be seen to maybe favour a club that he was so associated with. I don't know. Yeah. And I notice it's interesting that Southgate's said, I'm not going to pick him just to stop him playing for another country, which is obviously a dig at Wilf. Mm. But there is a worry. I think he must be on he must be on the radar. Sales, he probably knows this better than I do. He must be on the radar because yeah. there is a worry that he, he will say, "Well, if I'm not going to be, if I'm not playing for England, I'll go and play for Congo." Then because I believe it is know, Congo. I think he's, he's young. It is. He's, he's, he's young enough, but he, he, I hope that Southgate's spoken to him and explained to him why he's not in the squad because it's 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 quite a difficult decision. It's quite difficult to understand him not being in the squad to get for fairly, two fairly easy games as well. Yeah, I mean, are you surprised by that, Selzy? Mm, not as much as everybody else, no. I think... Oh, Kev, he's in, awkward today, isn't he? Yeah, sorry, Kev. <laughs> hey? No, you actually answered the question correctly that you have to consider the fact that he's going to have Carl Walker, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Kieran Trippier. England are very well stocked in this area. Yeah. And also, you know, have a lot of them done sufficiently poorly enough for him that you'll think that he deserves to leave them out. Maybe not for him, which but is, Trippier no, is not I, a good I, No, I don't. Home. I agree with you. I agree with you, um, but from you know the phrase, you speak as you find, and he's done well for England, and he's been a, a success. And they're all three of them are very good players, and Aaron Wambisaka is also a very good player, but he's a lot less experienced than two of them, and a bit less experienced than Trent Alexander-Arnold, who obviously also is an exceptional mm. right-back to displace Nathaniel Klein to the point that mm. Jurgen Klopp's prepared to loan him out to another club because he doesn't think he needs him. Mm. You know, he's also a very good right-back and ordinarily if he was playing each week in the Premier League would also be in contention to play. So I think it's a difficult one and I think it's probably, if I'm honest, all told, it's probably easier at this point, to leave things as they are. You know, he's got three players that he knows that he can rely upon. Aaron's getting experience with the under-21s. And I think there's a tournament this summer for the under-21s, isn't there? So, um, in which case, you know, that might uh, that might benefit him more than not playing for the national team, but being in the squad. So, there are lots of... But if he keeps playing the way he has done for Palace, he surely has to get a call up to the first team squad at Well, the good point. thing is... A- about people like Declan Rice and Wilson's in the squad near the Bournemouth player yeah. it does at least prove that you don't have to be getting Champions League experience to get an England squad because yeah. that's the worry that, that a player thinks well if I stay at Palace I'm not going to get an England squad but, no, no, uh, but I, it does because I think in the past some managers have thought well I want my players to be playing at yeah, the highest level before I pick the squad. De- but Declan Rice at the moment is competing with Eric Dyer and Jordan Henderson Yeah, yeah. I would argue that we're not as strong, England, saying we, sorry JD, uh, we're not as strong um, in that area as we are in the right back area because Kyle Walker, who's not also had a great season by his own standards, I'd have argued at the World Cup he was probably the best right back in the world yeah. at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So, well, he played and, in the right at the back three, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, really? but, but in terms of his, of his ability, I would have thought last summer he was probably one of the England players that I thought was really sort of a world-class performer. Mm. And Guardiola barely picked him to start the season. No, he? well... Uh, Maybe because he thought he was... But they've got 22 world-class, world-class performers, yeah, yeah, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, That's yeah, a difficulty. But but so you've got him. Trippier did well for him as well. Scored the free kick, didn't he, in the, the semi-final? Yeah, yeah. You know, the Trent Alexander-Arnold, Liverpool, second He's in the table. Season, great season. Yeah. 
you, you can understand yeah. why. I mean, we all love him and we think he's fantastic, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, and rightly so. But, you know, I, at this point, I'm more concerned about him playing for Crystal Palace than England. So, By the way, uh, JD, I'm the same as JD. So yeah. Declan Rice is dead to half of me. Yeah, exactly. My Irish family are not. Yeah. Yeah. I would have thought, yeah. you know, when you talk about these kind of things, playing for your country... I would imagine that if he's getting advice, they'll always be advised to pick England over any of the other home nations or the Republic of Ireland Mm, because probably their income would increase on the basis of being an England player more than a a Welsh player or a Republic of Ireland player or whatever. Well, I think it also also says something about how good people potentially thought he was when they said, no, he played for Ireland, mate, because you're not going to get anywhere near the England Mm, squad, basically. But I do hope the one thing with Wan-Bissaka, and I'm sure... From what you hear and read, the England setup is different now. I, I do hope that Southgate or somebody did explain to him, did say to him, "Look, you're close to the squad, but yeah. it's a it's a position where I've got players that have served me well." Uh, and but Selwood is quite right as long as he keeps playing well for us week in week out. Yeah, deck rice thing's annoying, isn't it? First they take our potatoes and then they take our rice. So <laughs> I'm allowed ding, to ding, say ding, that. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, um, let's move on to uh, questions. Not like that though. Um, <laughs> Shady senior. <laughs> um, Panda Arms. Hey, Panda Arms. Long contact. Been a while. Been a couple of weeks. Yeah. Panda Arms. Saying, um, why do James MacArthur and Jeffrey Schlupp get blamed when Palace lose a game? It's infuriating. How is it that PVA gets a free ride, whereas Jim and Jeff sounds like a sitcom get vitriolic abuse? Is it because neither have large enough social media followings, or less competition for places, or both? And just adding to that, Steve Early says the I rapid see. demise of PVA discuss. I don't know if it's this. I didn't hear too hear see too much blame laid at particularly laid at Schlupp and MacArthur's door. It's just, as we said, it seems strange to play essentially the same player, mm-hmm. twice, you know, two times the same player in that setup. But that's by the by. But I, something gone wrong with Pete. I mean, because we talked earlier in the season about how Van Arnold was struggling to get forward as much as he had done yeah. the second half of last season, but defensively he was still right. But He's just not defending as well, and I don't think it's right to say he didn't get blamed because he was he was getting a lot of abuse where I was on yeah on Saturday. I don't know whether it's he's not particularly isolated where he's playing. He's just I, I think he's a his form has actually been a bit up and down since he's been here. Really, he's had spells. The, the first half of last season, he was poor, mm. like, and you could single him out on a lot of goals. Those games we were getting stuffed at Manchester United and Manchester yeah. City and the home game against Chelsea, Bakayoko's header, that was his good man as well. You know, some of his defensive, uh, what would you say, responsibilities, I felt he didn't really apply himself in the manner that, that perhaps he should have done. But once he'd sort of shaken that off, you know, when he's got North on his compass, he's a very, very good player, yeah, isn't he? You yeah, know, yeah. when he's going up the going the other way, he's a very good fullback, and you know he pops up with a few goals a season. I mean, I think he's a very good player, but defensively, I think he has his his moments where I've been sort of concerned by him, and then I've thought a few months on, hmm, maybe I was a bit harsh there, and. He's gone on and been absolutely excellent. I think I can remember. I don't know if you remember this. You, t- I'm sure he played for Sunderland in a game on a Monday night TV game at Sellers. We got beaten, and I think he went off with like a dislocated shoulder or something like that in the first half. 
be I might be wrong, but I think so. And I remember at that point, I thought he played Wilfred actually particularly well that night against us and was doing quite a job up against him. And I, when we signed him, I thought, hmm, we've got a, a a very talented player that, that can defend and go the other way. But um, I think his departure from Sunderland was less than... Uh, yeah. yeah, well, he's, he's spoken think, about that. Yeah. Was that the game when Defoe scored last minute? It might have been, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that might have been the one, yeah. I think he's got two problems. I mean, defending seems to be a bit of a chore for him sometimes. It seems to be an afterthought, as he clearly is happier, as as soon as he says, going forward. But I think he suffers in comparison as well with Wan-Bissaka, because you've got the other fullback is somebody who seems to revel in defending. Yeah. Is somebody who seems to love tackling, who seems to love getting back and recovering. Yeah. We see the way he's celebrated a couple of times in games when he's put a last-ditch tackle in. And I think that, yeah, they're, they're very different players. It's like, well, it's like you used to get frustrated when Kelly used to get stick playing left-backs. He's not a left-back. Yeah. Van Arnold is, but he's just not He's not having a good time at the moment. But the, the problem is Suarez not fully fit. So what are the options if, well, if Van Arnold doesn't play? Because it's, Ward, it's Jeff, either Ward or left-back or Slup at yeah. left-back. And I don't think but Slup's a natural... Wardy. It's, 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 it's interesting you say that because you would have thought that it would be the other way around, that Aaron Wan-Bissaka would be the one who would be very good going forward, yeah, being, yeah, a, former being a yeah, wide player. Yeah. And actually, I think if there's one thing he can do better for us, is just be a little bit more adventurous in the last third of the field at times. You know, well, the Whereas gets, the Van Aanholt is, yeah. and you wouldn't say that he would have necessarily yeah. his ability on the ball. But the, um, the goal against Burnley, the second goal, that came from a cross from Wan-Bissaka, didn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah there's a cutback yeah. for, yeah, cut uh, yeah, for right. uh, Batshuayi. Batch I, I was thinking of the Burnley home game no, when sorry, the, the, Townsend whipped the one no. in the top corner. I was, I was, was too, We'd have been slamming their uh, left back for showing him no, inside I meant the there. Bur- I meant the Burnley away game. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's, I think that's because we've talked about that on the pod before that his only weakness has been he gets to the edge of the 18-yard box and he looks for Townsend all the time. But that's the first time you've seen him actually get there. Pulled across back, and I don't think their defenders were were set. That's why that's why he got in between the two yeah. defenders because they were clearly their homework would have said to them, he won't cross it from there. He will stop and he will turn back. But uh, it, that's the only thing slightly missing from his game. But he does. You can see it's just like he looks like a kid who enjoys defending. He loves winning he's tackles. So good at it. He's, he's got a trick though, hasn't he? So yeah. when you you can encourage him to drive at people like a wide player yeah. in that last third of the field because he has got a trick and the ability yeah. to go yeah. by people. And pace, presumably. Well, he's got yeah, pace coming back, so you must that. have pace yeah. going forward. Uh, but Van Arnold, I think sometimes, I mean, you know the players in trade, sometimes Van Arnold's demeanour doesn't help him. On the, do you know what I mean? He doesn't look, He doesn't always look like he wants to be there, so do you know what I mean? He well, do, I, would, I would say he comes over at times... You know, it's maybe like a little bit uh, easy ozy about things yeah. to me. Like I, and perhaps that might be a little bit of discipline that's missing in his in his desire to defend in a fashion, you know, in a really uncompromising yeah. fashion. But as I said to you before, as we've had with Mamadou Sacco, you you know, in order to have the good bits, sometimes you have to take the other bits that yeah. come with it, yeah, yeah. you know. And when Sacco, good, the good bits oh, are very good. I, yeah. When he's going, going forward, forward yeah, he's yeah. a brilliant left-back, you know. And I don't want to sound like we're being too critical of him because I think he's he's done quite well. But I perhaps he sort of seems to enjoy attacking a little bit more than perhaps defending, you know. But Okay. Well, well, well that's see. where, if you remember like this, the end of last season, and again, it's another of those stuck record things that we keep coming back to, 
he had Loftus Cheek to slot in for him yeah. when he was going forward because him yeah. and Zahar Loftus Cheek, the three of them yeah. in the last eight games together were were on fire. They were yeah. unstoppable. That's because he had that freedom because Loftus Cheek is so clever and so disciplined that he yeah. could he would always get in there and so he he wasn't getting exposed and yeah. that that that's something he doesn't. We do miss. We, we do miss. miss. We well, we, yeah. When, when yeah. we played that system at like the end of last season, we were effectively playing four four two with four central midfield players. players. Yeah. So yeah. you are a bit more solid yeah. as a yeah. result. Yeah. You know, James MacArthur and Ruben Loftus-Cheek are probably going to defend a bit better yeah. than Wilfred and Andros Townsend. And that's no yeah. disrespect to no, them because yeah. yeah. they are attacking players. You know, that's not. I'm not having a pop at them in that respect. And Wilfred, to be fair, of late, I think has defended very well for us in situations. Um, but you you can that that perhaps gives your fullbacks a little bit more of a of a of a platform or license to to go bomb on and do yeah. those things. Okay, well look, let's we've had a lot of questions about Roy, uh, and I'm going to sort of bunch a lot of them together. Um, and this might be an emotional reaction to the game on Saturday, but I never no. Palace fan being emotional after losing. What does it say? Gutless, spineless, no, 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 not no, up me, for it. Let me go all the usual them. stuff. William G. Cautious, L- conservative. Yeah. <laughs> you two should have your own sitcom. Um, William G. Eldridge. You're about the fourth couple tonight. You said should have their own sitcom. Is it? If you were the commissioning it at the BBC, you'd, 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 you'd be there. I'm, I'm only. I'm only. I'm only. I'm only doing it if. Uh, it's, it's Alan Partridge can have another series. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm only doing it if it's called the Cells and Day Show rather than if it's the Day and Cells. I'm not on it. Right, I'm right, not well, doing we'll it. Sort out the contract later. Um, It'll William, be emotional. Be heart and brain is what they call it. <laughs> William G. Eldridge. Hi, William. Says, what does Hodgson? need to do to convince a select group of Palace fans that he's the right man for next season and I can read out some of the names of that select group Peter Windsor says looking at the table has Roy's performance warranted another year Sam says is Roy Hodgson doing enough Gareth Davis says should Roy be a manager next season personally I think he should but we haven't looked like getting relegated and we're on a cup run Uh, yes his subs are infuriating as well though and then CPSC Barbarian says, why does one result turn everyone from Roy lovers to Roy haters? The world's gone mad. Well, it's not, it? it's, not, it's not one result. It's, it's consistent home form is the problem. I mean, if that, this is a question you probably need to ask in April when we could be in the FA Cup final and yeah. ninth in the Premier League. Yeah, and exactly. I know, I think I can predict what Selge's answer is. I mean, I've, for me... What's well, going on? Give me your prediction. No, your prediction will be he's, got, he's working with a squad that's not as good as... Last year, for the first half of this season, he was working with a squad that's not as good as last, the squad we finished last season with. I personally, he really infuriates me from time to time because it's almost like it's almost like he gets bored and he'll go along for three games and everything's nice and fine, and he'll just go. He'll, he'll, him and Ray Lewinson will go out to the Weatherspoons on Friday night, <laughs> and, talk, and then suddenly decide to, suddenly decide. Well, how can we annoy them tomorrow? I said, oh, well, let's, let's, play, let's play Slap and McCall. But, but it. I, I, I don't know if he's going to imagine it. It wouldn't bother me in the slightest if he was managing next season. What I would like to see is him having full control over the transfer policy mm. if he is managing next season. The, the fact is, we, I don't think we're going to go down. We are mid-table. It's frustrating because we should be six or seven points further clear. And I can fully understand... What, what, like the expected goal, says Kev. We sh- no, no, because we should have won games at, yeah. well, that's at home. Well, that's it, isn't it? That's should, the- but not necessarily the games that we had 198 chances in, but we should be beating <laughs> weaker teams. But I'd, I'd, I'm not sure if Roy's got... I think it depends on the reaction from Palace fans to him between now. And, I think Roy's it, got the job as long as he wants it. Don't you a, think? The second again, the second part of the season has been much more easy on the eye than the first part of the season. I think if this, I was one of those people when we lost to Brighton and West Ham, 
when I really disagreed with Street in that little spell of games when away at Evernote when I thought we were poor there were games we had five or six games we didn't get a point I would have happily seen Roy go then right I would happily because he didn't look like anybody had to stop and I, I admit I was wrong I didn't but it's still then, but if, if we don't get it's still it, it's in danger of petering out to be a frustrating season but I would be perfectly happy if Roy Hodgson was manager yeah. whether that, he would be happy that time manager, before Christmas I, I agree I didn't want him yeah. to go but that was the only time this season I thought mm, maybe it's if, time if we don't get results it, soon we might be yeah. in trouble that was also the same time that I annoyed him in that press conference as well so, oh, um, so we're, back on, we're back on friendly terms now so it's all good I'll, I'll see ask, I'm worrying ourselves he's got another piece of paper no, out no, stuff, no, a lot of stuff I'm, I'm very yeah. I'll just uh, like I'll just scribbled out a couple of things and stuff well, points-wise, <laughs> since we've been up, yeah. we're after 30 games, 33 points. Um, I think nearly every year. I'll just, uh, I'll, we haven't I'll bettered that, have we? No. Oh, yeah, we have, I think. Um, what, have we got, what have we got now? 30, 33. 33. Yeah, so that we are level with our best ever. But it was Alan Pardew in that second half of the season uh-huh. that we had 33 <laughs> Pardew not Partridge um, in the second half of that season where he his first came season. and waved his magic wand yeah, yeah after with Tottenham uh, I wouldn't use that, <laughs> use that expression about Pardew did he um, no it's fine what, 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 what the question I'm saying is if people think we're underachieving um, I think we're not given the fact that I, I actually think the squad now is pretty good, right? I'm not unhappy, with, but only since the January transfer yeah, yeah, yeah. window. Yes, so, yeah, yeah. Once we've had because our forward yeah. options, we've been we've had a very good back, very good defensive options. Let's say a back four that's consistently played pretty much. If you shut your eyes, you don't need to work out generally what your back yeah, four yeah. is every week. Your midfield is competitive. Um, it's very competitive. And going backwards again, sorry, if we're not playing James Tompkins, but we've got Scott Dan or Martin Kelly, we're not devastated with these yeah, kind yeah. of options. Yeah. Joel Ward, yeah. you know, these are good options. This is the best, you know, certainly the best we've had. In midfield, you've got Gyro Riedeval that can't get on the bench, who's a decent defensive midfield player. Remember him. Yeah. yeah. And and you've got MacArthur, you've got Schlapp, you've got Meyer, Kiyate, uh, Luca, you've got six players for three places effectively there. Um, and the question I'd ask is, if Alexander Surlot is your striker and you haven't got anything else, where do the fans uh, expect us to finish? And what what is Roy, what is going to satisfy the fans? Probably winning the league and the Champions League in consecutive seasons might just do it. You know, I don't... Well, so again, it's that heart versus head of thing again. It's like... <laughs> Mm. You know, you're right about Sir, but at the same time, Roy's the manager and he's responsible for bringing players into the club. So, to a degree, but, but then he, the, he also had Ben Teki and Wickham injured, yeah, but the frustra- so he didn't have a striker. But the frustrating thing is that last season, and I think people because we finished so well at the end of last season, people forget what a good job Hodgson did when he took over. Yeah, because we looked like a really good team at the end of last season. But yeah. the, the, the the corollary of that, the downside of that is. That because we looked such a good side at the end of last season, everyone was so frustrated that we didn't kick on from that. That once again, after but a good we, couple of weeks, he's spent no money, has he? Since he's but, been here, he's spent no money. But then that's a moot point as to whose fault that, whether that's Hodgson's fault or Freeman's so fault he's or the had club's fault. So Kiarte for ten yeah. million. Who else have we spent money on? And he did. You remember? Yeah. There's been a few press conferences around the windows where he said, "There's no magic pot but, of gold." Yeah, yeah. 
he has pointedly said that a few times. So that is interesting that maybe he feels the same way that with a decent transfer budget and some decent well, strikers, yeah, I think as soon we'd be where I, I we should I, be. I, I reeled off that stat a minute ago, Kevin. You trashed me for that. I know you did, but you know, since he's had those forward options, ten points from eighteen uh, games ain't. I don't think the terrible return. I don't. I don't disagree. And, and I just, if we had that over the season, we'd I, be the seventh best team in the league. I, I agree with everybody. Expected goals say these things. So that always comes. What, what it comes back to more than anything else isn't Roy Hodgson. Isn't playing at home. Isn't playing away. Isn't the tactics. We haven't taken. We haven't been ruthless enough in front of goal. And that's. It's not like we don't create anything and we're terrible and we can't. We can't fashion chances. That would be unfair because we have. It's, it's the head v heart thing again. I don't disagree with anything that you've said. At the same time, I also agree with the people who complain because I don't care how well we played this season. If we were third, if we were the, on the verge of getting into the Champions League and we lost twice to Brighton, you'd have the right to criticise. And you'd have the right, to, everybody's got the right to have the hump this week. Simple as that. Yeah, but it's one the, game, isn't it? Kev? It's one game. I just, and because I agree. it's Brighton, you're I agree, upset. I agree. So uh, the emotion yeah, but, uh, but that's, is I don't, overriding. I don't understand why you... part of... But I don't, yeah, but I don't understand be, what... Because a game no, should, of course Roy, it should Roy, be. It's, it's, it's an emotional game. If it's not emotional, there's no point going. No, of course. But Roy, but it's not you, chess. you don't it's expect not. the manager to sit in the dressing room and go, I do. right, lads, we're playing Brighton <laughs> no, this I do. afternoon. Make sure you try twice as hard as well, you I did do. last No, I do. I expect a manager who's always banging on about traditions of the club and about how he's the first game he saw when he got off the tram and he avoided the doodle bugs and, and blah, blah, blah. I expect him to, to at least pay lip service to the fact that Stop Palace it. fans are upset what about was it? Uh, what was it Ferguson yeah. used to say before Tottenham games to May United players? What was it? Come on, lads, it's Tottenham. Yeah. All right. And that was it. That was well, the team talk. But to be yeah. fair, you're talking about a tradition with Brighton. Yeah, but football wasn't invented till 1993. Yeah. So you've got 20... You know, v- Vicente Guaita doesn't know Peter Ward or... Uh, or uh, should have done his homework. Yeah, but you Roy know. can't have it. Roy can't have it both Steve ways. Steve Foster is. Roy, does he? Roy can't play the lifelong Palace fan card and then go. It's just another game as simple as that. And the fact is, it I, is I though, Kerry. It's no, a professional. It's, not, it is. it's, it's a professional week, environment. This week of all weeks, Palace fans have got the right to have the hump about that performance against Brighton. We'll, think, and yeah. we'll get it off our chest and we'll go and play Watford and we'll we'll either be happy or unhappy about that and it'll just be another game. But. It, it it's not it's not just another three points lost. It's it we've lost six points I against Brighton. Mo- yes, emotion is, is emotion yeah. is part of being a football it is fan. Three points. It is in there. It is three points. It is points. part of being a football but fan. You no, street, but you and Street, you just go and do robo wars. No, but I just <laughs> go just go just go and build a robot. Just go and build a robot. Fight another robot. It's not that I don't care, but <laughs> I don't. But nothing more has been lost than any other game. So I'm no more yes, upset pride, you losing get... to Brighton than I am losing to Chelsea well, or Arsenal or Huddersfield Town. You don't get the tweets I get from mouthy Brighton fans. No, I don't. Really solicit them. Yeah. No, I, I don't. don't I don't spend my time bantering them and winding them up. Right. Okay. Let. I mean. I can't. Not sure where we got to with the Roy thing there, but uh, I think we're we're fairly supportive we of Roy, and we'd all be yeah, happy. Yeah, see yeah, him yeah. Still are you, as, you're as Roy in, are you, Kev? Yeah, I wouldn't be unhappy. Right, good, yeah, I think we all are. I think he's done great, and I think one of the problems now with the fans is because you know earlier in the season they're screaming at him to make substitutes, and he's turning around looking. We've 20 minutes to go and we're 1-0 down. Which defensive midfield can I bring on? Because I've got nothing else on the bench or full-back. And now he's got a few choices. But actually, I think most of the time where we've made changes in the games, it's been negative rather than positive a lot mm. of the time. It hasn't actually improved us in a lot of the games. I, I, I thought on Saturday he was thinking about making the changes. He made the changes as soon as the second goal went in. 
But I, I actually wouldn't have made any changes at that point, or I'd only have made one of the two changes because both well, of them it well, didn't Maya work. Well, looked like you he was the, coming on and then sort of was yeah. standing well, that around was, waiting for a bit. That, that, a bloke in front of me in the halfway was infuriated by it, and he had a point because Maya was actually on the touchline for about two minutes yeah. before Brighton scored. Yeah, and if that's poor game management because you see situation, you know, somebody buy a foul, somebody do something, just get him on. Yeah, yeah. That was just he just the, the one player who could probably. Well, he didn't need to at that stage. I think we'd have all taken the point, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. So yeah, that suddenly, was weird. It was so suddenly he comes on while their goalkeeper's still in the other half that of the changes pitch. everything, you know, it? So he game. comes on while we're, when suddenly we're 2-1 down when he's coming well, on. Well, look, speaking of making changes... And again, the poor sod's coming on to try and win a game rather well, than trying to win a game the, the, at the start. The, the difficulty you know? with him coming on, Kev, is he was in a two-man midfield, as well, I said, to Jim and Clinton, yeah. which was hopeless because he can't yeah. get the ball back. Yeah. So actually, instead of it being effective... We couldn't recycle the ball and keep building attacks like we did when we had the yeah. three-man midfield. Yeah. So he was almost rendered useless because although when you get him on the ball, he's tidy and can do something, we didn't get the ball back because he can't yeah. get it and back he, for uh, him. The ball probably wasn't the right role. Or you didn't have the two fellas so around him to get the ball yeah. back for him. Right. Are we going to move on from part two? Thank you very much for your questions. Sorry we couldn't read them all out. Uh, in part three, we're going to preview an FA Cup quarterfinal at Watford. Welcome back to the Five Pan Podcast. Hey. Oh, that was a longer one. That was longer. I'm happy now. Roy is apparently we're the best team in the world. Roy stands. We're by far the greatest team the world has ever seen. Right, you know that. And by far the greatest sponsors the world has ever seen is Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. Is Vector with her? Okay, Vector are not the problem. They never have been. This is the problem. And yeah, Vector would have just by changing their name, Vector could get so much extra publicity, couldn't they? Could do, yeah. Vector, Vector, just go along quietly for years, just being nice. Just the the James MacArthur sponsorships and JC, who's the one who says, by the way, you like this, Sales? You said that. Roy Hodgson should be made to publicly apologise <laughs> yeah. for, for the Brighton result in the middle of in Croydon <laughs> Box Park. <laughs> Basically. Such a shame we couldn't get him on tonight. You think I'm annoyed. Yeah, he we did ask. He'd, he'd, so have been, he'd have been on good form. Mm, he's um, an anthropologist. JC, of course, from JC and Associates, uh, the global research and marketing brand from South London. Visit jcassociateslondon.com. I will. Yeah, I will. I was hoping to go together. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. um, We're a lot likely to go together after what's happened. No, I was going to say. <laughs> right. Is it, did you decide on whether it's the Sales and Day show yeah. or the Day and Sales show? Leave that open Statistically, to the, right. the team that says I will together is always ends up, you know, the expected I will index yeah. is really... <laughs> right. Uh, what for yeah, the... but I don't like I will and I'm never going to say it, especially twice a season because <laughs> I don't like them, all right? Right. I've opened up a can of worms getting you two on. Can't say that anymore. Um, Watford away, FA Cup quarter final, one game from Wembley. Yes, if anyone's f- interested, we're getting the 808 from East Croydon to Watford Junction. Yeah, on Saturday morning. Early kickoff. Come off. and join us. Weatherspoons for nine. Well, it's um, another kickoff exactly. So, so what? You, yeah, you've got no other choice, have you? And then that really nice Irish pub next to the ground with the brilliant burgers. There you go. Advertising for pubs around the ground. Um, we've got quite a few questions. Um, Andy. Has asked oh, a question that Andy I Street. doesn't say. Just says yeah, Andy. Has asked a question that um, I definitely won't be asking Roy, which is: Do you think we'll see a reaction in the performance <laughs> again, <laughs> against Watford, or do you think Roy was satisfied with the last game? Surely he won't be satisfied with that, Kevin. Well, let's not let's not reopen old wounds. No, I'd, it would be forward. it would be nice to. I'd, I'm not sure whether. I don't think I don't think their preparation will be. 
let's cheer the fans up, let's react to that performance because I imagine it'll be different. I think the one thing I really hope on Saturday is that Roy starts the first team that he doesn't say right. That, you know, that'll happen. Yeah, that, sure. Well, that's yeah. well. And, got and, a two-week break, and the, and that Kiati is. Yeah, is one of them. The, we all know the atmosphere is going to be from our, fantastic from our end. Yeah, we all know. I do worry about the physical aspect of the game because I think Watford are physically stronger. Well, than we us. know they target our players. We've got VAR we, this week, though. Well, so that's going to yeah, help us. That's, know that's, it. that's yeah, but Porson's a VAR ref, so <laughs> oh, he'll find ways of mucking it up. He'll drop chewing gum in the machinery or something. But <laughs> but it's it's um, I I what I hope is that because I, I think Watford they'll be desperate to be they really don't like us their fans as we've discussed Yeah, and I don't think their players like us as we've discussed and I think they will be physical early on and I, my hope is that we will be the calm team that we will ride out the early storm I think it's very difficult I say the physical aspect does worry me a little bit but I think it's very difficult to, to call this one does that, does our away form recently get, fill you with, with confidence? Of, co- of course it does yeah but I think in a, in a way Again, it is a for us not so much. It is, but it is a derby and the cup also. But yes, it, it does, and our performances in the cup have filled me with a, a little bit of confidence as well. And, mm. But it's, you've got you've got two teams for whom winning the FA Cup is is the big thing this this season. Yeah, arguably, I think I don't think even City would particularly fancy playing us at the next stage of the game. You've, so yeah, you've still got Brighton, Millwall, Wolves. Yeah, left in the tournament. Ed Ed right at the start of the season just as one of those things that. Young people do well. I think it'd be Palace Wolves Cup final, so that's oh, that's worrying what me. What a premonition that what is! Shot, no, it wasn't. Yeah. It was just he picked two teams at random out of there. But I mean, I would, but I, it, you know, the, again, the, see the Roy Hodgson conversation is, is one we should really have in April or May when we know the outcome of these yeah. games. I, in in a way, I'd rather be playing Man United or Wolves or City, to be perfectly honest, because I think there's there's there is a nasty feeling about the Palace Watford game and there is I I worry about our players getting injured but mm. I, I I've got a sneaky feeling that we might well and also after this season you know those two games we owe, we owe them to be honest yeah and what Celsi yeah. for you Are you Kiarte? sure you convinced that you'll play a first team Celsi yeah 100% Kiate back in for you yeah I would imagine Against you'd Watford, have a very surely. good yeah, chance with the physicality in midfield yeah. of Kapui I don't know I mean Roy I I I tried to guess Roy's team last week uh, well, I got the goalkeeper wrong because he was injured. So mm. that was, but that was. Uh, Is that, that Hennessy injured? That way, wasn't even on the bench. Yeah, he's yeah. gone. He had a little knee injury, so it wasn't a big one, I don't think. Um, they might have tried to do a Sudoku. He wasn't hurt his uh, brain. He was <laughs> steady on. <laughs> so he, I don't, and the other one, I had Kuyate in my midfield. Yeah, I think we all did. I, I, I didn't think Macarthur would play. Actually, that was my hunch. And I'm wondering what he'll do this week. I've a feeling, based on the success we had at Burnley with uh, with Kuyate and Schlupp playing wide, that Townsend's place might come under threat from Schlupp. Mm, okay. It's only it's only a hunch. It's nothing yeah. that I know. I just I don't. Not well, we had Wednesday. So he doesn't even think about it till tomorrow. So I don't you say Luca Kiati. I reckon uh, Meyer. Maybe he could Meyer. Could play and then he can play Schlapp and uh, well, Meyer, Meyer of course had a good half against what against them. Well, also I know I know this is slightly playing it in Celsius hands a little bit. Go on, we like because it. You was going to what you mean is uh, alert for listeners at home. <laughs> Kev's about to be sensible and rational. No, not and not so <laughs> not so emotional. Not necessarily. I, um, 
There's room for rationals at the end of the season. Fine, when we're all on the beach. But yeah. first half against Watford away, we were the better team. Correct. And until Gaita went off yeah. at home, well, we were probably for, the better for team. An hour, for an hour, hour we were the, 60, 70 minutes, we were the better team We were the better team. team. So I think there is, a, there is this feeling amongst some Palace fans that they've got a little bit of a hoodoo on us. Mm-hmm. But until this season... We were beating them without scoring, you know, yeah. game in the Premier League without, for a, shot, on without a shot on target. So I don't think it's as foregone a conclusion as some, uh, you know, in the, in, the natu- in the completely natural pessimism after the Brighton game. Yeah. I don't think there's... Will we ever win a game again? Well, there is, yeah, probably not. And then we all have to go. But it, it's, <laughs> I, do, I do think it's a very even game. I think, I think a lot of pundits will, will call Watford as the favourites. Yeah, which might work in our favour. I think our away form gives me confidence going into it. Now, Selzy can ask you a question about Watford fans because we have a question from Ben Allen who says, are Watford trying to manufacture a rivalry between us and them because they are a boring club with no ident? And then it says Seymour and I didn't open the the, (laughs) on the tab. Uh, But I think we know where he's going with that one. Um, This is a bit of a new but probably a bit of a one-sided rivalry. It's your local club, isn't it? So we're one of them. So uh, they're all all jolly nice people like they are from Leafy Surrey, like... Like us and to be stuff, fair, all so, the fans uh, I know from my neck of the woods are actually really nice. Really there you nice go. There you go. Oh, why don't you do a sitcom with Selzy then? Cool. Yeah, I, I love fans of all other clubs. <laughs> yeah. Kevin doesn't like anybody. Yeah, call it rational and rational. Yes. Yeah. So I'm writing uh, a book at the moment called 91 Football League Clubs and Why You Shouldn't Support 91 of Them. Right. Basically. Yeah. Good. I like it. Yeah. yeah well, I'd, buy, I'd should, buy that. Yeah. Why shouldn't you support Brighton? Don't start. I've got reasons why I won't support Accrington. Right. Right. What's wrong with Atkinson Stanley? Because they don't, they oh, they, they play an excerpt from that milk advert when when they um, should, Chester, I used to hate Chesterfield because they boast about their crooked spire. Sorry, no, I'm going to do that. You've got a church that went wrong, and that's uh, all that you've got. That would upset me no end if they yeah. boast right. about Seriously. their crooked Bringing spire. Bringing it back to Watford. Blackburn's kit. Right. Um, do we, I mean, they, they clearly, they dislike us, and a lot of it is down it's to Wilf, but do we, do we hate them? It stems from... It's from the playoff penalty, yeah, yeah. which is a clear stonewall penalty, yeah. penalty. I think we've ended up sort of, or we beat them in the semi-final of the FA Cup, didn't yeah. we? So we've it's actually become a sort of Brighton-like situation from the 70s and, and late 70s, really, mid to late 70s, where we seem to be playing them quite a lot and quite a few big games and stuff like that. But I mean... No, you know what I feel about a football club. Oh, right. yeah, Maybe you're the, the wrong same, person to the ask. same, the same as anyone else, really. But you you know. counterbalance that. There is something snide about them. No, come there on, is. they're not that bad. That horrible little state. Didn't, didn't like the, didn't like the, uh, the hornet throwing himself on the me, floor. The that, thing that was, was a bit the cheap, wasn't it? Really, he's been fired. Yeah, yeah, he's been a bit cheap. Another one, yeah. They are. I think for them, I think it's more one side. I know there are Palace fans who I don't particularly like them, as I find them over physical, but yeah. Uh, and I, there's a slight love in with the media with them as well. But yeah. I think it's more, they definitely dislike us more than we yeah, definitely. dislike them. And also I think as well, because they know for all their vaunted, they, you know, they like to think they've got a brilliant atmosphere. They know that we're outsing them. We could take 20 fans here and we'd be better fans than they are. Mm. So, but again, well, see, that's what they've allowed, isn't it? About well, yeah, 25 yeah, tickets. Yeah, which yeah. I think is, uh, yeah, it's, it's a shame because we could have sold another two, 3,000 tickets. But they could be part of it because they know that we're going to own I, the I away. Think so. yeah, but also, I think the other thing as well, I don't think you can underestimate, there's something Klopp keeps going on about, the, the 12, 12 o'clock, 12.30 kickoffs. There's a lot of wind then, isn't there? Well, no, it's, it does seem, it's it, whether it's the players' by rhythms or whatever it is, or whether it's because fans are just not, it does seem somehow that you don't get quite the same edge 
when games kick off at that time. You know, it's, the it's, fans have been in the pub for two hours less. Mind you, well, we won't there be, was plenty, <laughs> <laughs> to counter that, there yeah. was a and bit too much edge in the Birmingham Second City derby this week yeah. at that kind of well, time. So, oh, uh, yeah. Also, that, I mean, that was reprehensible, but there were more than 400,000 people at football games over exactly. the weekend. Exactly. Yeah, three was, people... That was reprehensible. Pitch, yeah. I mean, the worst, that's why I say to you about the football club rivalry. That yeah, is the worst. Well, the know, worst. It's a game of football, man. You running on the pitch and punching oh, a player yeah, and all that. Well, the annoying what's, thing about that is, as what's well, all that about? Is, is his mate. He would have had mates who should have stopped him. Yes. Right. Yeah, and also yeah, the worst yeah. thing is, well, I think what upset Villa most as well is the, almost the whole end applauding him. Yeah. yeah. When, he got, when he got Shocking, led off. And you like being charitable. Was Birmingham or a club I've always liked going to when I've worked there, a really nice club, the people that run it. But they are, it's a more working class club than Villa. But being mm. charitable, you hope that a lot of those Birmingham fans hadn't really seen what yeah. what actually went on. And also because they're, they're, their hatred of Lee Henry would have got in the way during the game. Yeah. But then afterwards, you'd like to think that when they saw it, they would have thought... Lee Henry? Uh, um, Jack Greeley. Jack Greeley, sorry. Similar haircut, though, yeah. to be fair. The, the hatred Henry of Jack, was in the studio for Sky. Oh, was it? Well, that's another thing as well. If that Because it's a high-profile Sky game, Yeah. if that had been Shrewsbury Gilligan... It wouldn't have got yeah, the yeah. Daily, you know, Harry Howes and the Daily Star wouldn't even clickbaited it. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. But it's, but you're, you're you're right, and there is there is sometimes the, the rivalry between two clubs can over. Well, football is very tribal, of course. And especially it, you in, know you know what I'm about with football. Where you come from is your club and all that sort of stuff, but. I don't actually feel an overwhelming desire to hate everyone else because of where I come well, it's from and they come from somewhere else. But it's they? odd in Birmingham, that's where my in-laws are from, it, because it, it's it's diluted a little bit in London because you've got 13 London clubs. We've got all the saddos that live this side of the river that go and follow Arsenal. Yeah, but you've got, like so yeah. you can't, I mean, for, you know, if you ask a Tottenham fan who their big rivals is, some will, some will say West Ham, some will say Chelsea. They'll ask, you know, Chelsea, they don't, and it's the same with us, Charlton, Mill, Brighton, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. Blah. but in Birmingham, that's it. It's because you've got Walsall, but it doesn't count. And and Villa, you know, Villa's in they're always associated as a, as a much more wealthy club. They're basically the hated by all the other Midlands. Clubs they they Villa, really hate they? them. And Birmingham, you know, Birmingham are a club without a great deal of success in 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 recent decades. They've mm. always seen themselves. So that's it, it. It is much more focused and intense there. And the, when you're up there, the media up there. For the week before the game, every it's, it's not just the back page; it's the front page of every every local news thing. It's the whole week. Oh, I bet there's so loads really, of clicks online as well. It, it really winds people up. But, but like, like you say, but the early kickoff didn't. didn't I, I'm comforted, Kevin, there, so, the yeah. fact that if I think the fellow had run on at Sellers Park and done it, he wouldn't have too many people cheering. No, him. no, I don't. And think, I think, there was I that think, guy. I think, I think there was that guy last season yeah. that ran on, and that massive security guard tackled him. Yeah. And yeah. there was analysis of the tackle. Yeah, on, like, yeah. Swedish TV. Yeah, yeah. There were no Palace fans applauding that guy. No, I no. think. No, I Everyone think you're was saying idiot. We're far too middle class and decent for all that sort of stuff. Well, I don't think we? the middle class thing is. Well, we're not. All, we're not all JD, but I think. <laughs> I just think. Can't all be me. I think there is an element of of decency. I don't think. We are decent. Wouldn't appeal to Palace fans because we've all. I would say to you, Kev, that. The, the, if you if you drew a, a ring around Sellhurst and where we attract the majority of our fan base from, I think there was some study a few years ago that that we've probably got the wealthiest fan base in the country in terms of you know where they live and what they earn and all that sort of stuff. So I would I would imagine that could really? be yeah. I think oh, no, it was I think uh, that's only because well because of the area that surrounds Surrey really, and all yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff where we bring our fans in from. I would say that. Uh, I think when we played at Millwall a couple of years back, 
Didn't the announcer say that we were from Surrey or something like that? Didn't no, he? From, probably some from the photo was reading out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we are technically yeah. Surrey's only football. Surrey's club. yeah. Well, Croydon's not in Surrey. Croydon was, is in Surrey, but Palace is two hundred yards at the end of the street right. before you get to Surrey. Right. Croydon was okay. in Surrey. This, this but Stellas Park is in, was in is in SE twenty five. The reason Surrey County Cricket Club Surrey started in the South Bank. Stratham used I to be thought Surrey Croydon until, is now part of the borough of Croydon is now part of London. Yeah, it is, it is but, a Croydon, London but it was Croydon, Surrey. Yeah. So this was right, this whole okay, area. Was, okay. was anyway, so that's that's been fascinating. But, um, let, let's no, can I wrap no, up. No but talk also, about but, Crystal Palace Watford anywhere. But in I, I would like to point out that none of these posh Surrey-based Palace fans drink in the Porsons' arms. Apart apart from me, I don't. I don't. Apart from Surrey, yeah. Apart from Chris Grierson's father-in-law as well. Yeah. Julian, I go, go, go in the 2010 lounge. Where, <laughs> yeah. when you just added you, up, man. when you just added up the the price of a win. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've suddenly started doing a few sums, <laughs> and it's quite sad. Actually. Right, lads, I want to finish uh, in our preview. Anyway, the Watford, Watford. The thing about the Watford being early kickoff, you can drink on the train because it's not a designated special. There you go. That's that's the information yeah. we wanted. Um, Tim Mayers. I've got a question and I, I, want, and I want a one-word answer from both of you. When and have you ever known me to use one I word? Don't Come don't on. Why I'm Where's me? I'm Mr. Yeah. Succinct. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know why my wrist. We don't I'm talk Mr. much, me and Kev, to be fair. <laughs> right. That's the basis of the role. It's not much of good having a pod where we give one word answers. It's well, not entertaining. We're an hour and 15 minutes into it's it. Not, it's talking to Kev and me, not Victor Moses. Do you know what I mean? Not, I need to get home tonight at some point. Um, That's where the rivalry between, it's nothing to do with head and heart. It's just two people who talk a lot who want to talk more than the other person. <laughs> Correct. Right. Tim Mayer says hi, a Tim. better goal for the, hi Tim a better goal for the remaining matches Premier League top 10 or FA Cup silverware and I know that's not how football works but putting you on the spot well that's a better I prefer answering that question yeah than relegation or FA Cup right because because well, that, that's not realistic this is more realistic FA Cup or top 10 well no FA Cup of course silverware but, uh, and yeah, there's there's part of me that thinks I wonder if we win the FA Cup whether that might resolve Roy to leave Palace. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Which is not the reason I want us to win the FA Cup because you mean sort of riding out with win, the cup on I'd, a silver uh, horse. No, I'd love to win the FA. I've dreamt of winning the FA Cup since I was a little. Yeah, I think we all have for, for yeah. Palace. It's it's obviously yeah, yeah. Chelsea. It's a big you know it'd be wonderful to win the FA Cup. I'm still on one word. Oh yeah. shit! Sorry. The answer. Last... The answer is one word. Is both is the answer. Oh. Okay. How's that? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Whatever. That's why you. Were I want a top me... ten finish and win the FA Cup. Is that why you were tapping me on the shoulder and holding not... one finger? Yes. Yeah, you only allowed one word. Which, to be but fair, you didn't crouch the question in the one word answer. You I said... didn't. You're right. I didn't. Yeah. It's probably my fault, but um, I don't care. Um, so in fact, both is a really clever answer because both is the only one word answer. That and would... if we're being uh, realistic, Kevin, and ending on a positive note, both still achievable. Well, winning the FA Cup is, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I like that. Both the the, the last time we had 33 points at this stage <laughs> of the season, <laughs> and I'll just check for you, was uh, in our second season of the Premier League, we had we finished with 48 points and in 10th position, which was our best points uh, and finish. second yeah. season? Yeah. 2015? Yeah. 20, uh, yeah. No, not no, Pulis. No, no, second season. Pulis was 40, oh, 45 points and uh, 11th. Last year we had 11th and we have 44 points. 44, yeah. What's our lowest then? Uh, lowest was 41 uh, in terms of points. And that we was finished 14th. That was when we had the flying well, start. I, I went to the FA Cup final. Yeah, and yeah. the second lowest was Sam Allardyce's 
bit at the end there where we had 42 points and we finished 15th, I think. So based on those stats, we'd have to go some to... Oh, I like those stats. History suggests yeah, that we'll, stats. we'll be all right. Okay, um, lads, thank you very much for joining me on this week's pod. It's an absolute pleasure. got savaged by the host, but uh, I'm living to fight another day. So it, was just, it was a minor disagreement. <laughs> anyway. You can't, Tom, you can't argue in front of JD because he gets all upset. So it brings back the memories and the... <laughs> he hates it when mummy and daddy fight he doesn't I'm not, I'm not suggesting sorry Mr JD I'm not and Deborah Deborah if you're listening and JD senior it's and I'm not, not true I'm not, I'm not suggesting in either way that you could be mummy I could be mummy I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not saying <laughs> right and on that note thank you very much for listening to this week's pod uh, the extra no, don't pod don't finish it on that note <laughs> I'm not, don't where finish it on you could be there? mummy I could be mummy where do I go from there <laughs> it's 2019 Kev um, uh, thank you very much for listening that's why I said the it could be either of us I know I was oh, agree with you. Good. Thank you. The extra pod will be with you after the game on Watford from Vicarage Road. So you can listen to that at patreon.com. And then we're back with you next week with a full pod as per. So thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week. And goodbye. Time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Podcast Network.